0: It's all right. It's okay. It's that one movie podcast. <laughs> Woo!
1: Nobody's gonna understand that reference, Holden. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Unless you've seen the movie, we've prepared. But to if you haven't, this week.
1: but if you haven't, you never will, because it's almost impossible to see
0: it. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. <laughs>
1: What are we doing this week, Holden? What? What? Are, who are we here?
0: Hey, I, I got. I got to do the intro, Jimmy. That's. I was
1: cueing the intro. You obviously <laughs> just did not catch on. <laughs> <laughs> I just alley ooped it to you, and you just took the basketball to the face, and okay. then hit your head on the backboard.
0: Here we go. Um, we're starting over. We cut all that part out. No, we're not. Uh, welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows in addition to kind of whatever. Mainly, we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Holden Sutter, joined by my co-host, Jimmy Youthy.
1: Yeah, if you hear this uh, chainsaw in the background, that's just, or that <laughs> noise, it's a, uh, one of our neighbors here decided to mow the lawn at like 8.15, so thank you very much. In the evening, just yeah. to clarify. in the afternoon.
0: Yes. Figure that Um, one out. Uh, We've got a great episode for you this week featuring our review of American Movie. That's the title. We're not just saying it's an American movie. It is called American Movie. Although it is an
1: American movie. It is. All right, let's do this podcast. (music) that one movie podcast. Tom First Jimmy, we've got to do the Toms. Oh, I am so ready this week, Holden. Actually, I'm not <laughs> good, very I'm good. not very ready. I'm I wasn't really up to date on the news this week, but I'm excited to do this. <laughs>
0: The Toms! The Toms! Toms, The Toms! Toms Toms is a rapid-fire segment where we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms, Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw is the highest, Bombadil is the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Jimmy, let's get to it. Oh, let's get to it. Hold on. So, yeah, this was kind of a week, week uh, in regards (laughs) to news. Uh, I see. So, there will be a little bit of... homonyms (laughs) am i right homonyms okay we get it you're a teacher jimmy stop it with your fancy words probably (laughs) probably know what a mitochondria is you know homophones homonyms or homophones tweet at us (laughs) 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 i'm just kidding uh (laughs) (laughs) don't actually do that unless you want you can um Uh, yeah, so there's gonna be a little bit of scrape in the bottom of the barrel this week for some of the news, so just get ready for that. But, um, uh,
1: hey, if you're listening to us, you're really
0: scraping the bottom of the barrel of podcasts to listen to, so... <laughs> it's right at home. <laughs> uh, so we got some film delays this week, although they weren't as significant as some may think, or some may expect from this segment. We, it's, it's almost like in a reoccurring segment at this point for us to cover these film delays. Um, but yeah this one is all the all of these delays are like pretty short actually um so the major one is *Tenet* has officially been pushed back to august 12th which is not only a couple weeks later but it's also a tuesday
1: yeah and it's also after i start work thanks a lot warner brothers <laughs>
0: <laughs> so alas jimmy's trip down to lincoln to watch *Tenet*.
1: yeah you know <sighs> i think i'll just skip all those in services before
0: i start teaching yeah. You don't need it. You don't need it. Nah. You've literally studied to be a teacher. You don't need to be trained or anything. Yeah. You're ready. I'm ready to go. Put me in, coach. Yeah. Um. So this is a little disappointing. Um. I mean, I guess we're still hopefully getting it this summer. <laughs>
1: hopefully. Hopefully, I, uh, hopefully a new movie will come out in a theater
0: in I, the future. I realized it was like... A few, as of, like, a week ago, it had been, like, three months since I had seen a movie in theaters, because the last one we saw was The Hunt. Yeah, that was March, like, what,
1: 20? March. 15th, 16th, 17th. It was, like, right when everything shut down in the United States, and movie theaters, for some reason, were, like, operating at half capacity yeah. still. Jimmy
0: and I were being dangerous and still going out. I was in, like, an empty theater. I was, too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, not good. But anyway, I'm sad. I want to go back to a movie theater, hoping it'll open up soon, but I'm not optimistic. Um, then the other one or another one is Mulan, which had been coming up the week before Tenet um, is now being pushed back to August 21st. So that'll be the week after Tenet comes out. Uh, and then the other major one um, was the new Bill and Ted movie, uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music, has been pushed back to August 28th. And that's because it had been coming out the same week as Tenet, and obviously it doesn't want to compete with Tenet. But now it's going to be competing with New Mutants, so we can see which <laughs> one wins there. <laughs> um. So, yeah, what do you think of uh, those delays, Jimmy? A I don't not
1: exactly sure why Tenet's coming out on August twelfth, unless there's some international holiday I'm I'm unfamiliar with. Uh, the only reason I could think of, other than that, is um, maybe they're like we got to get it in before school, and a few extra days before Milan comes out can't hurt. Yeah. I'm that because know. Milan is inevitably going to cut into their sales. Oh yeah. Um, so. Tenant
0: will get like a week at number one, and then Mulan will take over.
1: But why not the Friday before that Tuesday? Not sure. Unless there is, um, or another reason could be like specific legislation in a in like a major state like New York or California, or mm-hmm. in you know Europe or Asia, some sort of major market that that kind of is the date when it can reopen.
0: Yeah. And I know a bunch of movie theaters after this. I just saw this, but I didn't write it down. I like a m c they now pushing back their openings because these movies are coming out later. I think they're waiting until the end of July now, so I saw I heard that the cheap theater in Sioux Falls is open. Oh <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> not the ideal go. movie experience in my opinion, but um, it's open, I guess.
0: Probably go see classic films there. I don't know,
1: but I heard they're like not showing new films they're just showing like films from earlier this year so oh, maybe i can go catch sonic the hedgehog
0: <laughs> just so you get that sweet sweet itch you have for <laughs> seeing something in the theater
1: also Redbox is like promoting the hunt still
0: <laughs> i mean like what I've, else
1: are you gonna do when i've been like when I've been doing DoorDash, like I'll have the radio on sometimes and it's just all these red box ads about the hunt.
0: Do <laughs> you get red box ads on the radio? Yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: And it's, and they're like, they're ad reads too in the middle of like sports talk shows. And these people <laughs> are like, why are we still talking about the hunt? A movie <laughs> came, that came out three months ago.
0: Cause there's nothing
1: else. It Everything was, else is right. on
0: Netflix. Yeah, uh, so I'm going to give the film delays a bombadil. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess mostly from the perspective of I want to see new movies, but I get why they're being pushed back. <laughs> I also don't want people to get harmed or anything or sick. Yeah, so I'm still going to give it a bombadil, though. Yeah. Um, Next up, this one's just a quick one that I just kind of added in. All Broadway productions have officially been shut down until January, Jimmy. So they're they're planning ahead. They're probably doing what the movie theater is just going to do inch by inch. and The movie industry is going to do inch by inch.
1: So you're telling me I can't
0: see Cats on Broadway in the year 2020? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just not feasible. We already saw Cats once in 2020, Jimmy. We don't need to see it a second time. <laughs> or ever again. Yeah, for real. Uh, Yeah, okay. I'll give that a Bombadil. Bombadil. Uh, Next up for actual news, though, Um, this. There's going to be a new Pirates of the Caribbean film, Jimmy. You excited about this? With, I almost said Jack Black. With Johnny Depp? No. I'll take a Jack
1: Black Pirates of the Caribbean movie. I would too. That sounds great. Yeah.
0: Disney. He's just like, (laughs) skiddish. He gets up on the mast, skidoosh. And they plays like rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, this one's actually gonna be a female led movie. Um, that supposedly won't be connected to any of the existing movies, but might it, it might not be like a full re reboot. It's kind of confusing what they're thinking, but it's gonna star Margot Robbie. It's going to be written by Christina Hodson, who was one of the primary writers on Birds of Prey. Um, and it's actually not the only Pirates of the Caribbean movie that's being talked about right now because there's another one that's like kind of a reboot that's being written by craig mazin of chernobyl and last of us tv show um and they're thinking about rebooting it so who knows maybe we're getting two separate pirates of the caribbean (laughs) movies jimmy (laughs) (laughs) okay
1: well just continually milking this cash cow i guess yeah um it's like no one even cares about it anymore though I can't wait for Margot Robbie to just be playing Pirate Harley Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: probably what's going to happen.
1: Um I mean, I like the original. I don't I haven't seen the other ones in so long. I I didn't love them growing up for whatever reason. They didn't hmm. they didn't strike a chord with me when I was young and they were coming out. I never like hated them. I just never fell sure. in love with them for Whatever I reason. Think, I think the first one's good though and holds up um but they just I think they kind of I heard 2 and 3 are pretty good but yeah boy, 4 I, and 5 are
0: So bad. Dead Man's Chest I think was the first PG-13 movie I saw in theaters because that came out like 2005 2006 something like that. And so that and World's End, which World's End I think came out in two thousand seven, that came out in the sweet spot of me being like eight years old at the time, and so thinking that that was just the coolest thing I'd ever seen. I'm like, <laughs> look at all these—they're like shooting at each other in a giant whirlpool. That's so cool. I was like, that's—I mean, I still think they're pretty cool, but a lot of that is nostalgia. Um, but four and five are k- bad, so kind of bad. Kind of. No, they're pretty bad. <laughs> Four's really bad. Five is slightly better than four, but still not good. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. I'll give this a, a Bergeron, I guess. Yeah, Bergeron, I guess, because there's talent behind
1: what you said. I'm just yeah. it's well, not they're not as good as my
0: Jack Black idea. So. so Craig Craig Mazin keeps signing on to all these things and like Yes, he's proven himself with Chernobyl, but I'm kind of worried he's just going to be one of those people that is going to be like a one-hit wonder or something, and then he's going to sign, he's going to do something else. It's I haven't even bad. seen
1: Chernobyl. Yeah, well, it's it's good, and you'd like it. I don't sure. plan on it. It's too radioactive. Yeah, I might watch the <laughs> miniseries though.
0: Oh, that's good. Yeah, stay stay away. Stay at least six feet away from Chernobyl. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I will try to social distance myself from Chernobyl. That's good.
0: Um. Okay. Bergeron. Did I rank that Bergeron, I guess? So, yeah, Bergeron. Okay, so <laughs> I realized I didn't write down the pronunciation of this name, and I feel really bad because I should have. But anyway, uh, it's a returning cast member for Doctor Strange 2, Um, and you, might, you probably know who I'm talking about when I try to say the name. She would tell Ageo4. You know that name? I might know it if it wasn't butchered. <laughs> okay, it's the lead. It's so it's the lead guy, um, from Twelve Years a Slave. I haven't I seen, it seen that movie. Um, best, that
1: that one, Best Picture,
0: right? I think so.
1: I'm pretty sure it did.
0: Yeah. I haven't Um. Seen it. Anyway, I'm sorry if I butchered that name. I meant to write down you the pronunciation. You almost but certainly I did. I did. <laughs> I I admit I did. Um, Anyway, but he was in Doctor Strange 1 uh, as like Mordo, who was kind of the other wizard um, alongside Doctor Strange and leaves at the end of the movie because he's angry that uh, Tilda Swinton used dark magic or whatever. But anyway, he's confirmed to be in Doctor Strange 2. This is a good sign, at least in my book, because uh, Baron Mordo, who he played, is kind of like Doctor Strange's arch nemesis. uh, Very big villain and big presence in the comics. And he's a talented actor um so yeah what do you think of that jimmy i'll give
1: him a broca <laughs> <laughs> to make up for you just butchering his name
0: so. yeah i'll give him a broca for that as well and also just because i think i'm excited <laughs> for it <him. laughs> okay. i don't know that much about dr strange other than
1: what's in the movies i've saw the first i saw the movie once okay back when it came out yep in a theater so yep. don't even know what it's like to go to a movie
0: theater anymore nor do I. <laughs> so long, it's been ago. too long. Um, so next up, uh, there's some stuff that came out about some new Scott Pilgrim stuff, and of course, Jimmy, I'm excited about this as the internet's biggest Scott Pilgrim fan who hasn't even read the comics. Yep, <laughs> has only seen the movie,
1: and I am the internet's even bigger fan, not knowing there even were comics. So, did you not? Not until I just said that. <laughs> I feel like I had known that before but it was something i didn't know off the top of my head so i'm gonna say okay. i just don't know it okay but i've definitely yep. heard it's it based before. off of
0: it's based off of comics just never internalized that knowledge um edgar wright in a recent um interview with entertainment weekly uh said that there might be some new scott pilgrim stuff happening soon but not in a film form or anything of that matter because edgar wright's got enough stuff going on with movies he's making in fact, there might be some sort of anime or other animation adaptation of the source material that's happening soon. Uh, currently, it's just in the talks as we're, as we speak, but apparently, like Edgar Wright thinks, it's actually going to go somewhere. Especially since it's like the 10th anniversary of Scott Pilgrim, and the movie has become quite a cult classic uh, since it came out. So, yeah, what do you think, Jimmy? Uh, Bergeron, because I. I don't really care as
1: you well know Holden Yeah, I, I think that's a care. good movie just isn't
0: my cup of tea sure uh, I mean I'm quite excited I don't typically watch anime but I mean if it's Scott Pilgrim I will watch it if it's any thing and especially if Edgar Wright has his hand in it even if just from like a producer role or anything or writer or something I will definitely check it out uh, I'll give it a brokaw Um, this one. Jimmy, did you hear about this? Splash Mountain is being disgraced. Did you hear this? I heard
1: that. I saw the headline. I didn't read the story. Like any critical thinking adult.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, the PC police are really taking over now because Splash Mountain, based off of the racist film <laughs> Song of the South, is finally getting a, uh, a Splash
1: review. M- Splash Mountain is based off Song of the South?
0: Yeah. And a lot of people don't actually know that because, um. so Splash Mountain, I've never been to D- the Disney parks, so I'm just speaking from what I've read.
1: I've been, but I don't think I went on that.
0: Okay. But Splash Mountain, obviously very famous Disney ride. Um, but it's all based off of like the animated portions of Song of the South. So it doesn't really have like any of the live action racist Uncle Remus kind of stuff, um, from the movie, but it's still, you know, I mean, it's part of that film. And I mean, as by extension, a lot of people also don't know that the song Zippity-Doo-Dah is also from that movie, Mm -hmm. which is very present, um, in that ride. Um, And so there's been a lot of outrage online as I was mocking at the beginning of this. I don't really care because it's being changed um, from a Song of the South theme to a Princess and the Frog theme, uh, which I think is great because apparently Princess and the Frog is pretty underrepresented at the Disney parks, um, and it was a movie I liked when it came out. Also, it's not racist, so that's good. Um, Yeah. Uh, What do you think of that, Jimmy?
1: Um... I like how people are making a huge deal about changing the name and the theme of Splash Mountain instead of <laughs> trying to make actual productive change in the world. So I'm, yeah. I'm glad we're concerting our efforts, focusing them here in an area where it definitely matters and makes the well, most no okay. significant impact.
0: To be okay, so this change actually apparently has been in the works for a while, but I think a lot of news outlets. Have kind of taken it as oh we can like capitalize off of this since like you know like all this controversy is going around and I think maybe it might have pushed it a little bit further forward the everything happening in the world, um, but this is just something that happened because people are complaining about it online like this has been talked about for quite a while so yeah I'm just I'm saying
1: it, I'm just saying you're not gonna end racism <laughs> well, by yeah. changing. The theme is Splash Mountain. Like, like great. I'm not against it. Like, good. Like representation is great. But like, I think we could focus our our, you know, our efforts towards more productive areas. Personally, so I don't for disagree.
0: Me. I'm gonna give it a Broca. Huh? Good for good for Disney. I guess who has a lot of money. Um, next up, Jimmy, exciting news, exciting news. There's a Twister reboot happening. I have
1: not seen the original. You've never seen Twister? No, we <laughs> owned the VHS, just never got around to it.
0: Oh my God, Twister Olden, is...
1: on, I slept through an actual tornado. I'm not going to watch a move. <laughs>
0: Twister is incredible. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, don't don't just
1: ignore the tornado sirens like I did for whatever reason. Yeah. I was (laughs)
0: genuinely very scared. (laughs) Same apart. Holden Holden
1: is literally in the basement of my apartment building. And I'm like, nah, I'm just, I'm like, oh, (laughs) there's never tornadoes in Sioux Falls. Just completely blows apart buildings within a mile of where I was. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, don't ignore tornado sirens, people.
0: No. That's the lesson of the day for me. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Twister, it's a, it's a really dumb movie, but it's kind of funny. And, and a kinda really kinda wanna... fun game. Yeah, it is a fun
1: game, <laughs> you're right. Actually, I, I have not played that game in a long time, so. Oh, well. Hold we You get play. the gist. We should play sometime. It's too... No. Um, the way Twister is
0: meant to be played with two two fully people. grown adult men. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, the Twister reboot. Uh, uh, uh they're looking at Joseph Kosinski to direct it, who is directing the upcoming Top Gun Maverick and a surefire favorite of both of us, Tron Legacy.
1: Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um. Tron so, Legacy,
0: yeah. the movie that's a cult classic for what reason? <laughs> uh i have lots of reasons i mean compared we'll to watch or- it on the
1: podcast sometime no we won't yeah, compared we to the original tron i mean i
0: guess <laughs> it's great <laughs> um i have it, all, it written in all caps here under twister reboot who cares so <laughs> i just well, like i said scraping the bottom of the barrel this week uh i don't i don't want this they yeah. need to stop rebooting everything. And I know everyone says that, but we're getting to a twister reboot <laughs> like, yeah. They're really wringing it dry. I'm nope. going to give it a bombadil. Sure, bombadil. Next up is one I know even <laughs> we care about even less. Um it's a they're remaking Highlander, Jimmy. Like the, you ever Toyota, seen Highlander? the Toyota SUV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they make one every year, Holden. They're is making not a fully news. electric one, Jimmy. Ooh, wow. Impressive. No, this is the, of course, the classic 80s cult film, uh, Highlander. I don't know much about it, so I'm not going to try to talk about it too much i just kind of know it's about like immortal warriors who are fighting each other to stay immortal or something and sean connery's in it <laughs> His, i will only give
1: this a broke off sean connery is in the reboot
0: i no, he's not he's retired from acting he hasn't acted in anything since like 2005
1: since uh, league of extraordinary gentlemen
0: i believe so yeah <laughs> um but what's I guess kind of notable about this is it's going to be directed by Chad Stahelski, who is one of the or is the main director of the John Wick franchise. Um, it's apparently heavy Which in development one? right now. All Which three, one? I believe. I thought that
1: two and three were by a different director.
0: Well, two and three, I think. Well, I think Chad Stahelski is the one who w- maybe went uncredited on the first one and then did two and three. I can't remember. Maybe I'll look it up while I'm doing this. So he, he
1: definitely directed the good ones, you're saying. So that's uh, that's
0: good. And at least part of another good one. <laughs> um, Yeah. Oh, wait, did he not direct two and three? Oh, no. I, I know you guys are really, you're really liking this. No, he did direct. Okay, he was sole director on two and three, but he co-directed one. And he's going to direct four. Yeah, and you did the reshoots for Birds of Prey, which is why some of the action scenes are good and some aren't. Um, yeah, okay. So I mean, I don't care. It's they they say it might be a TV show or a movie. I don't know anything about Highlander. I'm just reporting it because maybe someone who listens will care about Highlander.
1: Great. I'm gonna give it a
0: Bergeron. Excellent
1: discussion we just had. Bergeron.
0: (laughs) Well, do you have anything to add about Highlander? No. I probably would not have brought it up. (laughs) (laughs) Highlander two is considered one of the worst movies ever made. It has a 0% on rotten tomatoes.
1: Pretty incredible. That's because they haven't seen my movies. (laughs) Holden.
0: We'll add a link to Jimmy's YouTube videos in the, in the description below. (laughs) No, we will not. (laughs) Uh, okay. Uh, final bit of news. Um, the Five Nights at Freddy's movie is moving forward, Jimmy. <laughs> to what? Now? It's mov- it's ha- yeah. Well, it's, it's happening now. Five Nights at Freddy's, the movie.
1: Oh, moving forward. I thought you meant moving forward as in, like, they're bringing at the release date closer.
0: No. Oh, yeah. My bad. Production is moving forward, Jimmy. It's happening on a Five Nights at Freddy's film. It's been in production since 2015. So, like, actually when the games were popular. Um... In a Z- Zoom Q&A, Jason Blum, because it's being made by Blumhouse, said it's rapidly moving forward. It's going to enter full production very soon. Scripts have been trashed over and over, so who knows? My question is, Jimmy, do you care about a Five Nights at Freddy's film?
1: I mean, I, th- I heard the VR game's pretty good, actually. but Really? Yeah.
0: I really liked the first couple games when they came out. I kind of rode that hype train, but once, like, the fan base became really cringy. I quickly ducked out of that. I was like, I do not want to be associated with this fan base.
1: Um, I've never played any of them. Yeah, I really don't know that much about any of them. So,
0: I, you know, it's a cool idea, and I think as a film, it could be really, really cool. But they're not going to make it R rated because they're going to make it PG thirteen, so little babies can go watch it. I, so it's not going to be scary. So I don't really care. I'm going to give it a Bergeron whatever. Yeah, Bergeron for me, Holman. That's it for me, Jimmy. Like I said, scraping the bottom of the barrel Um, this week.
1: Did you by chance see that the, like, Avengers
0: gameplay that they showed? I did not. I didn't... Yeah. Which, (laughs) by the way, I forgot was happening. (laughs) I forgot that that game, game was coming out. It
1: was so... I was, like, embarrassed for the people who made it. It looks like it's made from before Arkham Asylum. It just looks like a a video game made in, like, 2007. <laughs> it's like... I know, like, the person who did the combat is the same person who was who the head of it on God of War, but, like, I, I don't know if it's just the camera angle in God of War that makes it work a lot better, but it just looks so outdated. Great. I, you should watch it, because I think it... <laughs> It just looks like boy this looks bad like I would be stunned if
0: that that game gets reviews higher than like sevens. yeah well I mean it's like I, I'm surprised I mean I, I think it's to be acknowledged just how little Sony is pushing this game like Sony has not hardly acknowledged it since I think it was e- was E3 last year when we got our first gameplay. Well, I thought people were pretty excited about it then. Other
1: than like people freaked out about the character designs.
0: Yeah, well, people were, but I don't think Sony has like been keeping the hype going. Well, I and mean, to be were... to be fair, they
1: since then they had Death Stranding, Last of Us Two, and now Ghost of Tsushima. That's um, true. Coming out, so I mean, they had three major exclusives coming out between I mean, then and now. So maybe they'll push it
0: once ghosts comes out
1: but which is like pretty soon i i think iron man vr comes out like in a few days too so they've got quite a few exclusives coming out
0: yeah i kind of want to watch it but i don't know
1: um (laughs) yeah i'm gonna give this i the gameplay is a bombadil like uh, i i recommend you check it out because I, I I mean I didn't really look at what other people were saying about it but I was like boy this looks bad and like the pol- villain the villain just looks like one of those classic like oh I'm the guy who makes all the robots kind it's of it's Modoc
0: isn't it Modoc yeah what yeah whatever
1: that thing is yeah it's big head in a chair and they're like this is the most dangerous threat the Avengers have ever faced or one of them I'm it's like just the big head in a chair I'm like really it doesn't look compelling at all yeah.
0: He's going to make a big robot at the end of the game.
1: You're going to have to fight him in. And I bet Captain America is not dead <laughs> forever. Yeah. They're like, Captain America is dead. <laughs> he's literally
0: like, like at the front of the lineup on the bo- game box art. Like, he's not dead. Uh, Just like, it'll be interesting. I mean,
1: I'm hoping I'm just wrong about it. Because it'd be cool to have a really fun Avengers game. But,
0: yeah. Yikes. Maybe they'll pull a Doom 2016. Everyone hated that game even when the beta came out for that. Really? Like every, everyone thought it was garbage. Yeah. Like well, part of the reason for that is Doom 2016 the multiplayer isn't great and it was a multiplayer beta and people didn't really like oh, the sure. the gameplay demos that had been shown. I think it was just like rough footage and stuff. And so then when the game came out and the single player stuff was like excellent. People liked it.
1: Well, there we go then. That's the Toms for this week. Let's, it sure is. Let's, let's Do you have a our... random segment? Nope.
0: Why not, Jimmy? We have one movie this week (laughs) Yeah,
1: American movie We got a lot to talk about
0: Okay, fine
1: Hold on, I gotta I just appreciate so much that you just Ask if I have a random segment (laughs) To make me look (laughs) bad when I don't (laughs) Rather than Just being like Oh hold on, I have a random segment if I do have one. Or we could just ignore <laughs> it if we don't. But nope. thank you for reminding our audience.
0: Yeah. Can... This is to show you how lazy Jimmy is. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know,
1: you could just come up with one too. No. Nobody's talking. You you um, American movie. We're doing non spoilers for this.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll start out with kind of general stuff and then we'll go into spoilers.
1: Uh first off, good luck trying to find this movie anywhere online. Yeah.
0: It's like uh
1: just I mean, you basically have to just find a DVD of it.
0: Um All right. And I did I did not realize that when I told Jimmy to watch it. I yeah. was I was pretty sure he like I was sure he'd be able to get it off of like at least iTunes or like Google Play or something. I don't know. Yeah. But very hard can't. to find,
1: so um, I get, I mean, I wouldn't be completely surprised if this movie just like ends up on YouTube someday,
0: yeah. Well, I was kind of surprised it wasn't, and like kind of the same way the room was. Like, I don't know, and I think
1: you, it's interesting that you bring up the room because I think this movie has a lot in common <laughs> with like the production of the room. In very interesting ways. But we'll talk about that in spoilers. For now, non-spoilers, Holden, what would be your synopsis of this
0: documentary? So, American Movie. Very generic-sounding title. But not far from a generic film. Um, It is basically uh, Chris Smith, the documentary filmmaker, who uh, we mentioned last week. He directed Fire, the Netflix documentary about the Fire Festival. The Jim and Andy um, one about... uh, Jim Carrey working on *Man on the Moon*, um, and some other documentaries, kind of in between now uh, and then. Uh, he uh, follows Mark. What's his last Mark name? Mike Mark um, Borchert. Mike orchard Mark Borchert. Borchert. Yeah. Um. Anyway, it follows him trying to make his own film, his own indie film called *Northwestern*. Um, and he it's kind of the trials and tribulations he goes through. But it quickly evolves into just like the documentary. It's very much an example of a documentary that evolves as the filmmaker is like taping stuff and like doing interviews and stuff because it's not long before he's like Mark is working on a different thing aside from Northwestern. And then the focus even later on goes a little bit away from the movie itself. It's it's a series of events that just kind of, it flows together, but I don't know. It's hard to explain without watching it, I guess.
1: Yeah. Um, do Where do we want to start talking about this? Non-spoilers. Um.
0: Uh, I'll preface it by saying I think this is my favorite documentary, and I think that came about upon... I had to rewatch it, or I rewatched it for this, but I also hadn't rewatched it that long ago, so this was the third time I had seen it. And I still think this is a very entertaining film. It is borderline just a comedy, but also kind of a depressing comedy. It's got, like... it's It's got a lot of emotion in it, and it, there there's a bunch of people, including Mark himself, in this film, who you could not write, like... The characters are just so you. Un- the people are so unique and so weird, and we'll get into some of those. <laughs> the
1: un- uh, Uncle Bill or whatever his name is is yeah. like the, is like the uh, gr- what is it? The great grandpa or great uncle from Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're he trying is. to hand him the, <laughs> the hammer. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, and then you have people like his best friend Mike Shank who are just, just. A character. Oh I, that's gosh. all I can really say. They're just there were so parts bizarre.
1: That, so watching this character, Mike, his friend, there were parts where I was like, wait a second. Was this actually a real documentary or is this fake? Like I forgot yeah. that it was real because this guy <laughs> is so... <laughs> I mean, I I found this movie to be very depressing. I I, really? I honestly didn't... I mean, there were a couple times I thought like, it was somewhat comical, but I thought this movie was just very depressing in so many regards, and and very relatable in a lot of ways for me, as as like an aspiring filmmaker, at least in my, or more so in my younger days, of just knowing how hard it is to do a lot of this, and um, yeah, I I want to talk about the. Comparisons we can make and and the dissimilarities uh, between this movie and The Room and the production of both because I think that's <laughs> a really interesting relationship and dichotomy there. Um, but we can we can go into more of the spoiler section for that. But yeah, I just this movie's just very sad to me because it's this guy, this real person who has this passion to do this thing, but um, I mean making movies just costs so much money you don't have money good luck
0: see it's sad to me but at the same time i think of it more as like a tragic comedy or something like that because it's i do think there are very funny parts in it and i i definitely thought it was funnier than you did but i also think a lot of the tragedy comes from the characters themselves and they're kind of like kind of digging themselves into a hole and i like so sometimes for me it's hard to feel bad for some of them Um, and we can talk about that a little bit, but it kind of keeps that, that kind of keeps it from being very sad for me. Uh,
1: I think, (laughs) um, I felt terrible for these people the whole time. (laughs) I mean, yeah, they're digging themselves their own grave, but like I, they're genuinely like many of them I think are like, especially like Mark seems to be like wanting to be a good person and his friend like they want to be good people. They want to do the right thing.
0: That's interesting cuz I think Mark is not a very good person. I think
1: he can be manipulative um in in the way he talks. Um but I I don't think he ultimately is a good person, but I think he wants to be. Uh, I think he
0: does too, but it's like I think there's some irony that he doesn't see where he's like wanting to be a good person and like make people feel happy with his films and stuff and like keep people satisfied and entertained. And then he's like constantly throughout the film just like looking down on and belittling like all these people who have like blue collar jobs and like it's just I don't know. And especially since that's where he comes from and everyone around him is in that type of position like it makes me... I feel bad more so for the people around him who are just, like, <laughs> kind of satisfied with what they're doing. And he's just like, no. I mean, are they, though? I
1: mean, I maybe we should wait to go into spoilers for some of that. Because, I mean, I can see where where Mark is coming from in a lot of those. And I actually think it is out of a place of um, compassion, actually, I, that he is saying some of those things. I don't think it's the right way about of going about it, but I think it is actually out of out of compassion that he says some of those things. He does obviously does not phrase it very well. Yeah. Um or um, it, it might not be his place to say it, but um I guess maybe just I don't know how much we can talk non-spoilers about this movie. What do you do you want to say anything particular before we give our ratings?
0: Um so mike shank is my favorite part of this movie and part of that is because i do view this more as a comedy and mike is like the funniest part of this film It's just like i have a list of lines down that i i'll probably talk about in spoilers um but he also did the music for this and you can see that in a little lo- in like some interludes kind of in the documentary mike's just kind of picking away at his guitar and it's I think, like, the music The music is not, like, fantastic or anything, but I think it fits the movie really well. It's pretty sparse, but it's very simple. And I think that kind of reflects just kind of, like, the lifestyle and uh, ways of filmmaking that they're presenting in this documentary. So, I think the music's pretty good for what it is. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Most of it is spoilers. So, I guess...
1: Uh, yeah, uh, I, I'm ready to give my rating if you are.
0: Here. Okay, sure.
1: I'm going to go, uh, eight out of 10. I mean, cause it, I, it was effective in, in eliciting emotions from me. Um, I just thought it was sad. <laughs> I, sure. yeah, I just thought it was really sad. I felt really bad for a lot of the people in, in, the, in the movie and I wanted to like help them.
0: That's interesting. That is is a unique take. I haven't heard that before. (laughs) In other words, I've just got a lot more empathy
1: than Holden. (laughs) I guess.
0: No, I mean, like, well...
1: I thought Mike was, like, one of the more tragic characters.
0: Oh, my God, Jimmy. You need to lighten up. (laughs) These are real people, Holden. I know they're real people. And, like, to clarify, I'm not laughing at them because I think they're, like dumb or anything like that I just like I think the way that they're presented in this movie and the way that they act are very funny what is contained in this film and so I don't know I think it's I think it's a funny film I'm gonna give it a 9 out of 10 it's your favorite
1: documentary and you gave it a 9 out of 10 I don't
0: I don't watch very many documentaries Jimmy I don't think I've found a 10 out of 10 documentary yet
1: alright on to spoilers So, for me, a couple things I want to touch on. Um, One is the comparison between this movie and Tommy Tommy Wiseau in the room. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other, which I'll talk about now, is you talked about Mark's kind of disdain for the the blue-collar people in his life, like his relatives, mainly. Yeah. Um, I think that's out of a place of... He's like, you guys are just, you're not, this, like, this isn't, is this your dream to, like, is this really what you want to do in your life? Is to just kind of, kind of go about the routine, don't do anything super remarkable, whatever, where he sees it as like, yeah, I don't have a great life. Obviously, things are in shambles, but he's trying to do something um, what he, that he views as important making a horror film. Um, but he's like trying to live out his dreams and, per, and take a risk and pursue things. Um, obviously he's not very successful in a lot of regards because of alcohol abuse and not being a good parent. Yeah. Um.
0: Well, I, yeah. for me, it's just like it, it's that lack of empathy that like, the people around him like maybe their dreams are just kind of being where they are I know a couple there's a couple people who mentioned they're maybe not necessarily where they'd like to be but most people seem fairly content and I like he just cannot understand that he cannot comprehend that and it like annoys me it, it was like at first I was like oh well it's just because he's passionate about what he's doing and he's very he has like tunnel vision about getting to being a famous film director and stuff but like he's around these people all the time and they help him all the time and they like don't like Bill gives him all this money his dad gives him all this money and I'm just like oh, <laughs> why why are he such a dick to them yeah <laughs> so like I definitely I uh, agree to yeah to clarify I like Mark as a character in this movie and I think like I understand his passion and what like that he's bound to determine to get where he is but I just I do not think he's like a very good person and that that's also aided by like the way he treats his kids um I mean he just kind of neglects them he's not like abusive I guess or anything but um yeah I don't know that's my two cents on it
1: also like how Joan seemed like significantly older than him.
0: I, I thought, thought that too.
1: Interesting. <laughs> um, I mean, ages. He seemed too the, much
0: younger than his mom.
1: No, I. In fact, I got them mixed up. Quite I did often too.
0: While watching it, even on this third watch through, I saw
1: that. Um, but I mean, to each their own, I <laughs> suppose at a certain age. Um, but. Yeah, I I agree. He's not a great person. I would def- definitely not argue that. Um mm-hmm. but I I like again, I think he does want to be a good person. I think kind of the tragedy of this is that I think he's a decent filmmaker. <laughs> like he's got some artistic vision and like you can actually like he's creative. Um I don't know how well he is at, like how good he is at like script writing. Yeah. But I think it's just like Going moving on to that next topic, I wanted to talk about comparing this with Tommy Wiseau and The Room, which we just reviewed. Tommy Wiseau is a, obviously very, <laughs> a very incapable filmmaker with a <laughs> lot of money, and yeah. I think uh, Mark Borchardt is a decently capable filmmaker with absolutely no money, yeah, and um, f- yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think he definitely visually like has ideas of what he want what he wants to do. Like he mentions, he had he takes a lot of inspiration from like Night of the Living Dead and Texas Chainsaw Massacre and a lot of like those types of movies. You can see it in the shots of Coven that we end up with at the end of the movie. You can kind of get that influence, but I think he not to discredit anyone who doesn't go to film school that wants to make movies. Cause obviously you don't need to do that. <laughs> but like, I think he lacks a lot of like the, when he's directing people and like getting his ideas across, he just kind of says a bunch of buzzwords and doesn't really have any, like, I think idea of what he wants necessarily, like, especially out of his actors, he kind of just says like, give it more passion. He just kind of says that a lot. Um, And so visually, I mean, maybe he could be like a cinematographer or something, Um, but I think he's still a ways away from.
1: Well, I mean, he's also working with like family friends for the most part. Yeah. Um, For the acting or or just very cheap actors and actresses. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we see snippets of Coven or Coven, (laughs) however you're supposed to say it. (laughs) It's
0: Coven. Coven. Because if you say coven, it sounds like oven. That's what he says in the movie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Which, I don't... What does that even
0: mean? I should have looked that up. Coven is like a... Well, a coven is like a group of witches. Coven is nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: Yeah, I think the visual style of of Coven looks great. And I I love that he got his premiere.
0: Yeah, Um, no... Those that was very reminiscent of the room. I think that was one of the big similarities was yeah. like kind of how that happened and went about. Um
1: Yeah, it was hard to tell how sarcastic people were there. I'm sure yeah. there were some people who are sarcastically there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um But like looking I mean, there's some decently made things in the movie. So And he did, did you- this in an era like in the nineties with just like when things were not nearly as accessible. So mm-hmm. he made did a you, 35 minute film or 30 minute, like that is impressive with no matter what you think. Cause that mm-hmm. is really difficult.
0: Yeah. Um, did you watch the short film?
1: Is it online? Yeah, oh, I'm no. sure
0: it is. At least I, I just so watched I can the watch-
1: snippets from the movie.
0: Okay. I, um, since i have the dvd copy of american movie it's actually on the special features you can watch the the full movie um yeah i mean you kind of get the gist of it from the snippets it's kind of just more of that but yeah i agree i think like if he was given more money and maybe like had someone kind of training him and at least what to say i think he could be could could make something of himself in the in the film world i guess
1: Yeah, I mean like I don't know. I don't think he's like the next James Wan or something. <laughs> but uh
0: I yeah, they should remake Coven into a full film like they did with Saw.
1: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um but like I said, I think he he's better than Tommy Wiseau.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. yeah.
1: 100%. But I think yeah, I'd, I mean, I think I'd rather be friends with Tommy Wiseau.
0: Yes. Well, you can tell, like, Tommy Wiseau is such a mysterious character that you can't really tell, like, if he even watches movies or anything. Like, you can tell, like, Mark watches a lot of films and, like, has a lot of passion for filmmaking and stuff. Tommy Wiseau, I think, just wanted fame mostly, and that was the avenue that he wanted to go down. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, uh... You, I mean, you talked about how like hard the filmmaking process is, and I think this movie captures it just really well, especially like the editing process. Oh yeah, I mean, it's
1: it's hard enough now. Like um, Mm -hmm. then first off, to just have accessibility to the stuff to make this movie is Mm -hmm. the equipment that was necessary. I mean, it just was so expensive. You had, I mean, you literally had to shoot on film. It's not like, oh, that take wasn't good. Let's just delete off the camera. No, you burned that into film. That was film that you purchased, and it's gone to waste now if you yeah. don't get the take.
0: Um, so it's, there's a
1: lot of pressure to get it
0: right. And it was so, it like, they make it look so arduous because, ar, arduous, arduous, Um, because there are just so many, like, shots Um and scenes of them like in the editing room just like slowly marketing all the different frames and everything and there's even at one point where they like lose two frames and they're like quickly digging through all of their film and everything. I'm just like Jesus I like I'm surprised they only lost two frames. I cannot I would not be able to keep track of everything I'm so bad at that but the ADR (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh um, which is
1: additional dialogue recording, something like that. It's, That's what he says. It's a it's voiceovers. It's voiceovers not- <laughs> after the fact, which is kind of popular to do uh, m- more so long ago than now. It still happens now, mm-hmm. um, but like if there is a lot of noise going on on set or something, they'll have the the actors do a voiceover of the the lines. Um, so that's ADR. Yeah. Um,
0: credit where credit is due. I did just make fun of, or point out that Mark didn't know what he was talking about, but he also did teach me what ADR meant. <laughs> so <laughs> like I knew what ADR was, but I didn't know what the acronym stood for, I guess, before he said it in this movie. Oh,
1: I he's a definitely knowledgeable about the filmmaking process. Mm-hmm. Like he, he knows what he's talking about when it's like the film, the the
0: lenses the yeah like the technical aspects yeah, editing sure. yeah um yeah uh i don't know i so we have been talking about a lot about like the filmmaking i still think this is a very funny movie and this is going to, I mean, it's not going to come off that way in this podcast just because one of us does not think that way. And so we can't have a funny conversation like I was hoping we'd be able to have. I'm but sorry, Holden,
1: that I have a heart.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> just to clarify, Jimmy's making me out to be the bad guy. This, mov- this movie is very easily interpreted to be a comedy because I, I, because I watched it the first time with my girlfriend. Um Not a little less than a year ago, probably, probably in the fall. Um And so I went on and started like reading stuff about it afterwards because I had never heard about it. And just like everyone thinks this movie is hilarious. Like Roger Ebert, he thinks this movie's like uh, he, or I mean, obviously rest in peace. He's dead now. Um, but Roger Ebert gave this like four stars is like, this is the funniest movie I've ever seen. Wow. Like, yeah, like I, all these people are to think this movie's hilarious, and Jimmy's over here like, ooh, he's sad because he can't make a movie. <laughs> that wasn't why I was sad. <laughs> no, I know it's not what you're. I know it's not what you're saying.
1: Ah, uh, it's hilarious. He can't see his kids, and he has a bad relationship with all his family members, and his his good. It's friend not a is straight a, comedy, and his good friend is a drug addict who's trying to get help, or he's trying to overcome it but can't. And he's also he is over abuses he's, he's, alcohol. He
0: hasn't used drugs in a while. He says, "Yeah, yeah." Give Mike Schenk credit where it's due. Also, I want to talk about Mike Schenk, and I'm going to talk. About I love Mike. Part. Like I, he yeah. seems like such a good guy. He's just genuinely like he. He definitely seems like a burnt out individual. He is not all there but he has such a kind heart yeah and he's just he's genuinely there for mark um which by the way when i was writing down notes for this i kept switching mike and mark (laughs) because they're Mm -hmm. just so similar but he's so, I mean, he's so nice. I mean, like I said, he did the soundtrack for this. He's just constantly, like, telling stories about his, like, not great past with drugs and stuff. There's that one part where they're doing the ADR screams, and he just scream, like, yeah. <laughs> and screams. like screams. <laughs> pretty impressive scream. <laughs> Yeah, because, like, the entire movie, he's just always oh, talking like this. Uh, Mark, you know, uh you know <laughs> that kind of thing and then like he just screams like bloody murder like the, the funniest could...
1: parts is when he's just laughing like yes yeah. so, like, <laughs> 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 he just keeps laughing
0: i uh one of my favorite lines for him was like towards the end when uh mike is like smashing the car and then mark is like oh mike was that cathartic for you and then mark's like <laughs> and mike's like yeah do you know what that means, Mike? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's stuff like that. Um, I like. I like. Also like the line when they're in the uh, editing room, and then Mike points at the cross, and he's like, "Oh, that! Look at that! That's an unnatural cross. That means it's voodoo." And then Mark's like, "What? Do you think Jesus <laughs> thought it was natural when he was up on the cross?" <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. And I there,
1: mean, there was there were some good lines. I, there, I did laugh a few times, Holden, but I yeah. was not like the room where it's just like no, hilarious. I,
0: no, I mean, and part of that is like this is a well-made documentary, which I don't think we've like talked about enough. This is a well-made documentary. Um, yeah, it is. And you can tell it's low budget. It was Chris Smith's kind of like first big feature he did. But I think that kind of makes it seem more authentic in a way since you're you have this kind of small time documentary filmmaker documenting this small time uh, filmmaker, local filmmaker in Wisconsin. Um, and like I mentioned at the beginning, like the the plot, I guess you could call it of the documentary just transitions so much because at the fr- at the start, you have Mark who's wanting to work on this full length film, Northwestern. And then he needs funding for that film, so he decides to make his short film that he had been planning on, Coven. Um, and that's kind of the majority of what he's working on throughout the movie. But then later on, it transitions to kind of more his relationships with people um, and focuses on that quite a bit. And I just think, like, it's... Yeah.
1: I mean, Who I wants- think it's a solid documentary, but... I mean, to me, I think Jim, Jim and Andy is... Far superior in a lot of ways, and a lot more thought-provoking. Um, so well,
0: I will not watch that until I've seen Man on the Moon. So, oh, you
1: haven't seen Jim and Andy? No. Oh, I yeah, that is, that is a must-watch documentary. No, absolutely. Well, I haven't
0: seen Man on the Moon, so I'll watch it after I watch that.
1: Okay, um, maybe we should do that next week. <laughs> we could, I guess. Uh, I don't know. No, nope.
0: no, next week we, I have. We need to watch something next week we'll talk about at the end.
1: Yeah, I, I do recommend that we do watch something for next week. I think that's a good, good job.
0: No, I know. I know what we're watching like it's set in stone. We're not avoiding it. Um, OK,
1: <laughs> I'm going to find <laughs> you'll out. Agree, you find you'll out agree listeners.
0: when you hear it. It's not even like <laughs> whatever. Um, Highlander. <laughs> yeah, Highlander.
1: All right. Um,
0: do you want to say anything about anything else? Um... Yeah, I think regardless, you guys should watch it and make it, I guess, make the choice for yourself whether you think it's funny or not. Like, I, I respect Jimmy's opinion, especially since he is, you know, like Jimmy is an aspiring filmmaker. And so he probably does see this in that way. Um, as he's uh, I don't explained. know if
1: I'm a super, I, I think I'd want to make a short
0: film one day, but like, I don't think I want to make a feature sure. film. That sounds like it. Well, it yeah, sucks. but you've had those dreams, I guess. Yeah. Um, And so that makes sense. Uh but I guess for those of us who don't nece- haven't necessarily had those dreams. Maybe it's just a bit more funny. Wow. Some might Good say, job Jimmy. You just some dera- might say
1: funnier. <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> Good job, Jimmy. You derailed this like what I thought was gonna be a fun conversation into something that was just sad.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm sorry I didn't laugh at other people's misfortunes
0: that's your skinwalker ranch is
1: hilarious (laughs) let's move on jimmy
0: is simplifying this too much i want to clarify i'm he's making me up to be the bad guy here there are funny
1: moments there are definitely (laughs) funny moments but i think the the depressing aspects of this movie i just felt depressed watching this movie the whole time okay yeah sorry
0: I'm not, I'm not okay. as
1: cynical of a person as Holden is either.
0: So. I am very cynical. That's true. <laughs> I'm incredibly cynical. Um, oh, I do. I did want to mention. I like the scene of um, Mark trying to shove the guy's head through the door. <laughs> that was <laughs> that was funny. Just keeps banging it like this guy's yeah. just doing
1: him a favor. Being in this movie, just keeps banging in his head. <laughs> he little oh, crack man. Literally like says, oh, this, this thing's like- not gonna break. <laughs>
0: Look, it wasn't, like, scored properly. I, I I, thought it was funny that the actor was like, oh, yeah, I stayed on board, or I stayed late to help him finish this scene because he was working so hard. And then he just gets his head bashed in. <laughs> that part also, was pretty funny. And one last bit. I did, like, the weird Shakespearean actor guy who's just, like, pretentious as hell. <laughs> yeah, he's like, Coven, you know, the way it's supposed to be pronounced. <laughs> it's like, no, Coven. Yeah. No, man, Coven. Where, was it? Where did this thing take place? It was Milwaukee, I think, or close to it. Yeah. It was definitely well, they were, Wisconsin. They
1: were Green Bay Packer fans. Yeah. They definitely had, like, that Minnesota sort of accent. Colvin, man.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Colvin. All right, hold on. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? No,
0: what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you, doing? What, are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Jimmy what am I doing I've been playing a lot of
1: VR Jimmy yeah what have you been playing on the virtual
0: reality so I discovered this game well so first of all steam has its summer sale going on right now we're not sponsored by valve although we would gladly take a valve sponsorship so you could pay us a dollar yeah we we take it (laughs) We'd, we'd sing your praises whatever um, but they have their summer sale going on right now. So I bought a couple of VR games. Uh, one of them, and I didn't know this was a thing. There's a Westworld VR game. Did you know this? I, I thought I knew there was like a VR experience. Is it a full game? It's like, okay, so it's not very, you could call it an experience. It's like a horror game though, more so. Um, but it's like five hours. It's like not just a short thing. Um, I got it on sale for 10 bucks, uh, and I think the price was worth it. It's pretty cool. Graphically, the facial animations are very impressive. Like, they're... I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't say, obviously, they're, they're, like, Last of Us 2 level, but I'm like, for a game that came out a few years ago and isn't, like, a super AAA title, this is really good-looking. Like, the motion capture was great. Um, it's pretty scary at parts. It tells a good story, and it kind of adds... It adds to the Westworld TV show without, like, obviously having any sort of revelations that would not make sense to anyone who just watches the show. But it kind of adds to the lore, and I like that world quite a bit. Um, And you're in the perspective of a host, so one of the uh, androids. So that's kind of cool, kind of seeing them become more self-aware from a first-person perspective. That's pretty cool. Um, Then the other one I'm playing, and I'm really digging, Jimmy. I don't know if this is on PSVR. You might want to look into it. It's called I Expect You to Die. Have you heard of this?
1: Uh, This might be on. I think this is on PSVR. Yeah. Um, Is this like kind of the. uh, Yeah, this is
0: definitely on PSVR. I Expect You to Die. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. It's this game where you're basically like the whole plot is you're like the secret agent or whatever. And you're kind of thrown in these situations, kind of a James Bond-esque kind of thing where you have to kind of stop the world from ending, essentially. But the the gimmick is is that you're sitting the entire time. It's like a sitting VR game. You're confined to one spot and you're kind of solving like an escape room of sorts where you're trying to solve everything with only the environmental tools around you. It's really cool. If you think, like, escape rooms are fun, it's a great game. I highly recommend it. And I got it on sale, obviously. I don't think it's super long, so maybe wait for a sale, but I really like it so far. And and it's got a good sense of humor, too. It's very, very just sarcastic, (laughs) which I enjoy. Um... Then beyond that, I mean, I've been playing Resident Evil 1 still. I haven't been playing that as much because I've been playing VR um, as well as Yakuza. Um, I have watched a few movies this week. I finished the Harry Potter f- movies, watched the last one, which I still think is really good. Um, I watched Selma. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a big one. I watched oh, that because it? it's free. Really good. Jimmy, as a history buff... You have an obligation to watch this film. I never proclaimed to be a history buff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's. I mean, it's it's great. Um, it's one of those things where I let me look up the the actor who plays Martin Luther King uh, in it. Uh, once again, another name I'll probably butcher, and I apologize in advance. Uh, David Oyelowo, something like that. That was bad. That was wrong, but. Oyelowo? I don't know. I'm gonna stop. Uh, anyway, he like, I forgot I was watching an actor. And I know you hear that sometimes in reviews, but this is genuinely one of the few times I have seen like a performance so real that I'm just like, this isn't a movie. Like, I'm just watching footage of Martin Luther King Jr. uh do his thing. It was pretty great. Uh, the movie itself is good, but I think the performance like brings it up several notches and it is a travesty that he wasn't even nominated for best actor and that oprah was is of, in it oprah is in it she's not a very big role i noticed that at first i i was like oh, i wonder if this is going to be distracting because <laughs> when oprah first appeared but no it wasn't it's i mean it's free until the end of the month so you have like a couple days <laughs> like two days like as in like probably like a few
1: hours as of the time of editing this so yeah
0: so um yeah it's a good movie though recommend it um i also watched eric andre's new stand up special which is on netflix very funny it's called legalize everything it's pretty much if you like eric andre's show you'll like this if you don't like eric andre's show you'll hate this eric andre's show is definitely a refined taste mostly appeals to our generation but it's pretty funny it's also pretty timely it's kind of like there was that big uh whole thing about david Chappelle's. apparently his new special is like very very timely especially with like black lives matter and uh police brutality protest police brutality protest i can't speak uh happening um but this one is this one is a lot more just silly, but it does touch on that. I won't get I won't say Eric Andre gets serious because of course he doesn't. But uh, yeah. And then the last thing I watched, uh, was Monty Python Life of Brian. Um, have you seen that, Jimmy? I have not. No. Okay. I'm behind
1: on my Monty Python. Have you seen Holy Grail? I've seen clips. I get some of the references, but I have never sat down and watched the the whole thing. Wow
0: incredible uh life of brian it's very good that's the it's the film that follows uh brian who was born in the manger next to jesus (laughs) and everyone like throughout his life kind of mistakes him for jesus and it's it's pretty funny i that's not exactly accurate i guess that's how the that's how the synopsis was explained to me that's not entirely accurate but i think if you kind of go in with that mindset you'll enjoy it Um, it's very, very obviously, like, religious in its satire. Um, it's very British humor. I don't know how to describe British humor aside from saying it's British humor, but if you've seen, like, other Monty Python, you'll know what to expect. Um, and yeah, it's also got some very, like, there's some blackface in the movie, and I was not expecting it, And, and yeah, no, and I was... I, I was, better watch it quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I was 100 surprised I hadn't heard anything about it, but I think it's it's one of those things that it's got that. It's also got some like jokes related to like transsexuals um, or or uh, transgenders rather. Um, it's got some jokes kind of about that that are definitely insensitive now, but all of that can kind of be seen as like satire, and they're never like super mean spirited about it. So that would be my guess as to why it hasn't been made a hubbub just because, first of all, it's a product of its time. Also, it's more like satire than anything. So I don't know. Um, uh, but yeah, good movie. You like Monty Python, you'll like that. That's what I've been doing, though, Jimmy.
1: What about you? Um, Documentary. I watched the uh, a couple documentaries, actually, this week. Um, I wanted to watch the Michael Jackson Not Michael Jackson Michael, Michael Jordan, Jordan Completely different people Believe it or not <laughs> The other MJ
0: There is a Michael Jackson documentary
1: Um, I wanted to watch the Michael Jordan documentary So I bought a month of ESPN Plus Which is like $5 oh, no Nothing
0: Oh no Jimmy I know um, what you're going to say <laughs>
1: It's not on there it's literally the only espn documentary that's not on no, that's there not you need say. a cable subscription to get
0: it it's being added to netflix though
1: outside of the united states it's available Always on added. netflix outside of the united states no
0: i thought this next month it was being added
1: maybe next month but it's like available now outside the united states oh. um uh, yeah that was frustrating so I'm not even joking. Every other ESPN documentary is on there. I haven't seen the O.J. Simpson one, so maybe I'll watch that. But that is that on Netflix too? Are there I two? I think so. Wait, which ones?
0: one is the O.J. Made in America? I think it's a Made in America. Which I one's think that's better? On Netflix.
1: I don't know anything about either of them. Um, but there was a baseball one called Long Gone Summer about Long John Silver. <laughs> Long John Silver. Yep. Long Gone Summer, um, about uh, this very famous home run chase in 1998 um, between two players who uh they found out were taking steroids after the fact. So it's kind of baseball, there was this huge strike in 1994, and they lost a lot of fans because of it. And this is kind of what brought baseball back, not only for those fans, but back into, like, the conversation as, like, one of the most popular sports in the United States. Um, it's very timely because baseball has been <laughs> completely botching everything uh, with the coronavirus and with like negotiations between players and owners. It's very disheartening as a baseball fan. But uh, I'm craving baseball stuff because there has been no baseball all summer. So I watched this documentary. It was pretty good. Um, I think they definitely like glossed over some things. Um, but I mean, I'll take anything baseball related at this point. Um, and I actually watched another one uh, documentary called Four Days in October. Um, for those of you who don't know, like the Boston Red Sox had not they had like the curse of the great Bambino. It's called when they traded Babe Ruth to the New York Yankees. Holden, I don't know if you're aware of this. Um, Babe Ruth originally played for the Red Sox, and they traded him to the Yankees.
0: Who's Babe Ruth? Yeah,
1: who's Babe Ruth? (laughs) Um, And ever since that trade, they had not won a World Series until 2004, when in the round before the World Series, they were down three games to nothing in a best-of-seven series against their heated rival, the New York Yankees, who had beat them in a Game 7 the year before to go to the World Series. Um, And they are the only team in at least American sports to come back from a 3-0 deficit to win the series. I I believe they're the only team to even, like, go to a Game 7 after being down 3-0. And then they ended up winning the World Series, too. But that's a very famous baseball moment, and I watched that documentary as well. But the other documentary that I watched... Just watching all these documentaries Holden, making up for you wow. was uh thirteenth <laughs> on Netflix.
0: Oh yeah, I've heard that's good.
1: Yeah, I thought it was I really watch it. I thought it was really compelling. Um I had it was a little bit of review since I had just taught about the civil rights movement in the spring in my student teaching. But I think they that uh Anna Anna Duvernay, i but is that it?
0: Anna Duvernay, I think, yep. yeah. Um, I don't think I'm botching that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I think she makes very compelling arguments, um, and she, I like how she incorporated quite a few perspectives too. She she incorporated incorporated the, the dissenting opinion as well, and she kind of undermined it, <laughs> I think, pretty effectively. <laughs> um, but yeah, very statistically based. I thought a very compelling argument and interesting. Um. Highly recommend it on Netflix. I think it uh, is very timely. I think it's something that you that we can all benefit from watching. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, of course, Holden, I've been I finished playing The Last of Us Part Two. Oh boy, What'd you think? Sunday, and my goodness, this game makes The Last Jedi look like a (laughs) like like as divisive as golden retriever puppies, Holden. There are so many things. I
0: hate golden retriever puppies.
1: <laughs> yeah. Holden Sutter, the only person in the world. Um,
0: I'm the only person in the world?
1: Yep. Only person <laughs> in the world. We're all robots. This yeah. is a simulation. Thank God. <laughs> um, There are just so many things that... Like, I went... I, I, there were so many times where I was like, this is amazing. To, I hate this. <laughs> to <laughs> what, like, nothing is happening. To, wow, this is really good. Back to, I hate this. <laughs> fact, all I got to say, man, is Neil Druckmann, this, without a doubt, this is the boldest, most ambitious single player narrative based game ever created like i there's like just complete disregard for like fan service in terms of like will this please the fans it's like he doesn't care (laughs) he's (laughs) just gonna do the story he wants to do and you have to be i think it's just like there are points in that game where it was like wow people are gonna hate this and uh I for the longest time playing it, I kind of sat at an eight out of ten, and I think I'm gonna give it an eight and a half out of ten on first playthrough. Wow. But to me, it's not it's it's not perfect by any. It's very messy. Um, some of it hits and lands very well. Other places it doesn't. Um, there was a point where I was like ranting to Emily about it because I was my girlfriend. Because I was like, I just this is such a disappointment. Uh, there's so many things I like didn't like them, but I ranted about it. Like took a day off, came back to it, and then like loved it <laughs> till <laughs> the end. Like the love, to, like the last six hours or whatever. It is exhausting exhaustingly long, but like intentionally so. I think it is so unevenly and weirdly paced. I don't even. I don't think it's worthy of all the like perfect scores it's getting. But it's, it is a very interesting game. And I, I hold on. I just want you to play it. Cause I'm like, I need to talk to about this game with someone <laughs> spoiler wise. Cause they're like, I'm just like, they, I don't even know what to say. Like there are points in this game where I was like, Nope, not do, I'm not doing this. Like, I don't want to do this. This is dumb. What is happening? Or just and I just kept being like, okay, just settle down, open minded, <laughs> like, uh, and it's not perfect. Uh, it's got plenty of flaws. I mean, technically amazing, of course. Yeah. But yeah, Holden, you just gotta play it because you. I think you should play it before it gets spoiled for you. I mean, there's the leaks, and then there's the other major spoilers of the game that aren't in the leaks. Um, I think there is a bigger, far more divisive spoiler than the one that came out in the leaks, um, in my opinion. Uh, And a way bolder decision on behalf of Naughty Dog. Uh, But, um, yeah. uh, I don't know... I, I kind of started replaying it today, but I'm like, I, sh- I can't do this. This game's <laughs> too exhausting. I like how many hours did you put into it, Dino? I it was a little over twenty eight hours. Wow! And it's one of those things that you think it ends a million times. Let me just tell you, it makes like the Return of the King extended cut <laughs> seem nice <laughs> and concise.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: It is exhausting. And, um, I can see why people hate it. Um, and I don't think they're completely unfounded, but I think it does have quite a bit of nuance in it. Um, there's even some like subversion of expectations from like things in Uncharted 4, which is interesting. Um, just like, and you wouldn't, you won't know what I'm talking about until you after it happens but you're like oh they took my knowledge of uncharted 4 and used it against me in this and it's joel just, is
0: sam drake
1: yeah joel is sam drake you figured it out holden <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i it is i don't know what to say like i don't i i'm not surprised so many people hate it nice um and I have no idea if you would like it or if you'd hate it, if you think it's <laughs> dumb. I honestly have no idea. Um, but a I'm lot not, of people I, love it, too. I'm
0: not as invested in the plot of these games as you or a lot of other people. So I feel like, I don't know. We'll see.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I you got to play it, Holden, because we got to talk yeah. about it.
0: Well, I'll finish up Resident Evil and then maybe I'll be able to finish that up tonight. Um then I'll install the first one, play through that, and then I'll borrow I'll steal it off of your account. Yeah. <laughs> the, there second you go, one. <laughs> the first one the first one holds up
1: very well, except for mm-hmm. the weird plat platforming parts that are whatever. But yeah. I almost was like, I need to play like Uncharted 4 or something to just for Catharsis. Or Uncharted 2. I haven't replayed that in a long time.
0: It's a good game.
1: Although I'm excited because um, not to just continue rambling on here. But I saw that uh, Tomb Rise of the Tomb Raider is going to be the, gonna be the uh, PS oh, Plus game. Oh, yeah, it's going to be the free game. Which I have not played since it came out on my Xbox One.
0: So you're going to replay it?
1: Oh, yeah, in, in beautiful 4K
0: nice. on my PS4 Pro. Nice. It'll look good probably.
1: Yeah, probably. And then uh, I might play Rise of the Tomb Raider. One of these days or Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Or Rise you of the Shadow to. of the Planet of the Apes of the Tomb Raider. <laughs> if
0: it's free sometime.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The beginning um, was good, but like you, you said, it kind of goes off the rails. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah.
1: Oh, uh, Last of Us Part 2. Also some very weird Resident Evil 7 vibes <laughs> at places.
0: Really? Yeah, oh, that's like,
1: cool. Which is like cuz I'm sure they were developed about the same time, so I don't know if they're influenced or it was just coincidence, but I'm like
0: this is very Resident Evil 7 vibes in certain places. I love Resident Evil 7. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Um, so yeah, we'll probably do a review of Last of Us 2 once I play it, so that'll be I'll I'll get that done before we go back to school, but it might be like a month <laughs> so. We'll see. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I guess that's pretty much it. Next week, Jimmy, I'm just going to say what we're going to review because you'll agree. Hamilton gets added to Disney Plus, Jimmy. Yep. So we'll do that. Um, maybe we'll do a second one. We'll see. Um, maybe we'll do Man on the Moon. That actually sounds like a good idea that I need to watch. So, um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, follow us on on Instagram, on the Twitters. Send us your requests on the 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 the, 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 the reviews on iTunes and stuff. Uh, you can also send uh, donate to our Patreon. Um, we will include the links um, to the donation places we have been adding because it's still June, uh, technically. Uh, so you will be able to donate to that
1: um i might just leave them on there to be honest so that's true yeah okay definitely we'll leave so. them there
0: um and yeah you can send us email too if if you're finding it's hard to like get a hold of us for reviews and stuff uh here's say, uh here you know? let
1: me just give you holden's number real quick <laughs> no
0: <laughs> uh tom at gmail.com um I think that's pretty much it. I said I was going to post on Facebook this week and I didn't. So I will this week and hopefully remember I've been busy with I've been busy with my job. Wow. Holden's actually working for once, not just quarantining. That's true. It's true. I'm being good. I'm being good. Uh, I think that's pretty much it, Jimmy. Yeah. We somehow drug this
1: episode out to an hour 20 still. Yeah.
0: Well, it's because, it's because Jimmy's like, oh, the movie's sad. Oh, Last of Us 2 is divisive. Oh, That's, that's, that's why. That's pretty good.
1: <laughs> All right, fellow gamers. I'll see you on Fortnite. <laughs> it's my new end call. All right. <laughs> For this week only. Love you.